baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, fellas. We are in the thick of winter and a storm's a-brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Well, luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Get 20% off all products. Go to manscaped.com. Use our promo code at checkout tags t-a-g-s what is going on you are listening to tags podcast aka talk about gay sex i'm your host steve v this is episode 241 alongside jeremy ross lopez how you doing hey 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 Hi there. Um, how are you, other co-host Lincoln, doing across town? I'm doing good. It's the day after Valentine's Day. It was a busy day at the bakery, and it's a busy day overall. It's been good. Yeah, real quick, what did you you and Peter do? Because you're the lovebirds on this panel. Yeah, I was just <laughs> saying to you guys before we got started, we had such a fantastic Valentine's Day. Um, I had been planning for a while to do something on social media for Valentine's Day. And the the crazy thing that started off the day is we've been trying to buy a new mattress and we've had nothing but issues, issues, issues. But on Valentine's Day morning at 10 a.m., the door rang and we had a brand new bed that wow. is like so supportive. You could oh my God, exactly. We could busy. break it in. <laughs> that is a perfect gift for a couple on Valentine's Day. Isn't forget it pr- the flowers, forget the candy, bring me a brand new mattress so we can induct it on V Day. I think that's brilliant. Exactly. And that we couldn't have even planned because we had it delivered the week before and it wouldn't fit up the stairs and then there was something on back order so so happy that the day started that way and then we gave each other gifts and one of the gifts he gave me was he did oreo id which was a photo of him and i kissing 
on the top of Oreo cookies. It's so cool. So cool. I put it on my live story on Instagram if you guys follow it. And um, I'm going to put it in a highlight reel on Instagram because it's so clever and so interesting and fun. And at the same time, I was whipping up my little surprise for him, which was to take a photo of him and I from when we were in Sitges and to for both of us to go on to Facebook and change our relationship status. Because even though we've been together now for two years, we never did that. And I've been wanting to do it. But why have it just randomly happen, you know, on a Tuesday in the middle of September? Why not yeah. have it happen on Valentine's Day? So we what posted, does it say? Um, so we we posted our photo and I said, happy Valentine's Day. Two it's years, complicated. In, two months. No, no, in a relationship. No, you know, that's not a problem. Um, and we both posted it on both of our pages. And I told the story of when Peter and I had our first date, which I know I've told on this show a few times. Mm-hmm. But that date, I called him Paul the entire date because I got his name wrong. So I told <laughs> that story on Facebook in a paragraph. So all throughout Valentine's Day, we had well wishes from people throughout our lives saying it's so nice to see you guys are together and blah, 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 which was so sweet. Did and you refer to him as Paul or Peter yesterday? I, I, yesterday, well, yeah. Where's Mary? Exactly. Where's Mary? Boat on phone. <laughs> um, and then in the middle of all of this social media hoopla, Peter noticed that a mutual friend of ours, a pharmacist, um, was called in to give out vaccines in Brooklyn, and they had an overage, so they had extra vaccine I texted him directly and said, hey, can you fit Peter and I in? We both work in retail. We're with the public all the time. And he said, I'm going to save you two doses. So in the middle of our Valentine's Day bed breaking in and Oreo cookie eating, we jumped. um, Actually, our friend Melvin, who listens to the show all the time, he was going to come visit us for an hour. He ended up coming, picking us up driving us to Brooklyn. We both got vaccinated and driving us back to the house. So we got to chat with Melvin, get vaccinated. I handed out a few Oreo cookies at the vaccination center. And it was just like a kick-ass day across the board. It sounds kind of perfect from oh the mattress God. to retelling your story yeah. about Paul, which I love. You've told it on this show, too. Uh, the Oreos, which I'm going to check out. I'm not sure I understand it, but I'm going to check out on follow him at Mad Lincoln to getting vaccinated, which is really, really like icing on the cake. Yeah, because awesome. we've, been, we've been going to the Javits Center thing and going to the Rite Aid and trying to get some type of an appointment because I cannot fly back to California until I get a vaccination. And I need to deal with stuff for my mom there. But my doctor even said, unless you really need to fly, wait till you're vaccinated. It's the safest bet. And then this just kind of fell into our lap. So yay for Love Day 2021. It felt really, really good. Wonderful. What did you guys do? Jeremy, did you celebrate at all or did you with family? I know it's not, it's always associated with couples, but you know, it really is friends and like my mom and I were like, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I ended up just getting together with a bunch of family because my grandfather was turning 90. Oh, fun. Yeah, so we had a big birthday party for him. And my best friend's baby shower was on Saturday. Gianna had a huge uh, party at her house. Not huge, but like a drive-by uh, wave to everyone and leave your gifts type like of thing. Like a parade. I yeah. <laughs> That's cool. 
Very cool. Yeah, I just talked with a bunch of people and just found out. Do you guys know about Clubhouse? No. They don't. So I just got on. My friends told me about it. It's this thing that started late last year. Those of you listening, I'm at Tags Podcast or Steve V. Rodriguez. So follow me because we're going to start using it on the show like after show. But I was it's all you join. You have to be invited. I'm going to invite you to. And you set up a profile and essentially you can join different rooms, rooms, as Jeremy likes to say. And in like, I was just in a room where Naomi Campbell was talking about working in global, how to be like work in the global stratosphere with a huge panel of different like CEOs. And it was really inspiring. I was on marketing talks earlier today. There was an OnlyFans one, which a friend to the, or, um, Several people that have been on our show were in that room where they were talking about their OnlyFans. There's art, there's music, there's everything that you likes that you have. There's a you fill out the form and you can join these seminars and you can either just be listening in or you can raise your hand and they might get to you. But they're all day long. It's kind of radio ish, mm-hmm. but live. And you're hearing people or you could do it yourself. So like I can start a room and call it the tags after show where we just kind of listen to and we can have us three as moderators. We can make other people moderators. We could hear from the audience members in real time. And it's only iOS devices right now and the iPhone. But I was addicted to it. I was on it all day. I just was on it a minute ago. And it's really kind of cool. I just met some people that are going to listen to the show because of it. And I'm going to connect with them. So it's kind of cool. Clubhouse. So check. That's what I that's what I did on my Valentine's Day. But it was a lot of a lot of fun. And I'm all about it right now. So you'll start hearing people, I bet now. Um, Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brent Walton, who listens to watches us on YouTube and has been a fan of the show. Um, He says, congrats on four years. I've been listening to the past two years and have listened to every episode. Love it. And he says that he had no idea that Lincoln and myself are the age that we are. We don't look at all our age. So uh, thank you. And love we that. love that. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Shout out to Brent. And any other things or we can kind of get in? Let's just get into the show here. There's an unfortunate announcement that we have to. I know I've known of this singer, Ari Gold, who's a singer, dance artist, just passed away at 47. Do you guys know Ari Gold? I've heard of the name, but I'm not I'm can't remember doesn't yeah you must link it i do he did a lot at david barton gym back in the day and i've seen him out and about for so many years and i i did not know he was struggling with cancer for so long and it was so sad to hear of his passing it just it is he was he's been around for so long doing such great videos he's a huge fan of madonna and i've heard so much of his music seen him out before as well and it was sad at 47 that we lost him so yeah. you know rest in it's heartbreaking power. yeah it is absolutely um another thing i wanted to make an announcement about is dr fauci back in the day you know we all know dr fauci right 
um, visited gay bathhouses and bars to study HIV during the AIDS epidemic. And recently on NPR's Fresh Air, Fauci talked about how big a part of his job had been studying HIV because he did a lot of work in that. During the 80s, that led him to visit bathhouses, gay bars in San Francisco and New York. Quote, this was very, very early of the outbreak. We were seeing these large numbers of mostly gay men who were formerly otherwise well, who were being devastated by this terrible, mysterious disease, he told Terry Gross. And it was so concentrated in the gay community that I really wanted to get a feel for what was going on there that would lead to this explosion of a sexually transmitted disease. So we went into the Castor District, bathhouses in Greenwich Village, and the epidemiologist in me went, oh my goodness, this is a perfect setup for an explosion of a sexually transmitted disease. And the same thing goes to the gay bars and seeing what was going on. And it gave him great insight into the explosiveness of the outbreak of the sexually transmitted disease. It goes on because he was called out during that time because this was under Ronald Reagan. And I know you must know, Lincoln, that Reagan did not really even acknowledge HIV or AIDS at the time. And he was called out by Larry Kramer, who we lost I guess a year ago, who really called him out for, you know, being under the administration. But honestly, Fauci says he doesn't mind being called out. He thinks that it's, you know, he's okay with that. But yeah, I was actually listening to Fresh Air this weekend. And it's so funny that you're bringing this up. And I heard this interview. Oh, nice. What she did is she played clips from the interview because this was done at the beginning of February. And then said, you know, some of it doesn't even pertain because of the new strains. But she played that exact thing of when he talks about going to the sets clubs in San Francisco and in New York and seeing how it was just a hotbed of how it gets transmitted. And it showed the first thing that hit me was how not personal it is and how it's all about behavior. And, you know, that could be applied to today like no tomorrow the people who don't believe in it and are not going to wear a mask because they don't Mm -hmm. think it's real you know the the, the, hello that's that's why hiv spread so much back in that day not knowing but what i loved about the interview that dr fauci said he said the reason he went into those places is because the people in act up and the activists that were so passionate about losing their friends and their family and their loved ones, he knew that they were on to something. That that activism wasn't based in, oh, it's a hoax. I just don't believe in it. It was, we are devastated by this. Help us. And he said also in the interview that he didn't feel that Ronald Reagan himself was as against um, gay people or doing the research of HIV. He's like, But the wheelhouse of that administration was what was really in charge of that, which I also felt was fascinating. Fascinating because it kind of parallels the the administration he was re-inducted back in for COVID-19 under the Trump administration that recently he's been quoted as saying he felt like he was going to get sick because no one wore masks. And even though they were proponents of it and how refreshing he often states now being under the Biden administration on how just they handle 
the COVID and COVID rules. It's it's interesting how he's such a neutral character, but he's a true scientist. And yeah. true scientists often just go for the science of it all and try and stay out of politics, although it's hard. But, you know, shout out to Dr. Fauci for <laughs> his work and so many in our life, really. I mean, our community, and then we're all affected by COVID. Do so you believe out. he's like 81? Yeah, it's really awesome. He's so Isn't that, awesome. He is so sharp. And I think his birthday was like on a holiday. It's like Christmas Eve or something is his birthday. Yeah. And they said he was turning 80 or 81. And I was like, how sharp is he at that age? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, not to make this all about Dr. Fauci, but early on in the pandemic, we reported on him when he went on a blog or a vlog of some sort and, and it was a gay one and they actually asked him what are your recommendations about hooking up in the pandemic and this mind you was springtime of 2020 and his recommendation was i think we talked about it was you know just be wise about this don't mm-hmm. maybe don't hook up like you normally would but yeah if you have one person check in with that person i don't have the entire quote on me but it wasn't like he wasn't afraid of the question and he wasn't also absolutely not he knew that we're sexual beings i think that speaks to the terry gross interview and her recollecting when he went into these bathhouses back then he just really wanted to kind of know and he knows we're sexual beings and i think that's a true scientist when you think about it they don't really need to get into the nitty gritty of it but they they realize we're sexual beings and right. he wants to understand the science of it so i will say when i was listening to the interview on saturday i had a vision of him at the west side club in the little rooms i was like oh my god could imagine you imagine if you saw dr fauci or jeremy when we used to go to the sex club or you would just follow me along you didn't yeah and i and i barely so but i had so and if many, we saw dr fauci in a corner oh my I had god so many questions like did they make him check his clothes because some of them make you check your clothes so was he literally walking around in a towel watch which i'm sure he was research, i don't i was amazed <laughs> he, i was thinking of that too because yeah. my sister and i were pondering that because maybe he was just yeah. as a researcher to not because if you really want to understand a community you're not going to go in a lab coat and and no. Yeah, make it not clinical at all. all of a sudden. So everybody around you is not going to act the way they would normally act, right? And if you're truly trying to understand sex practices, that's the last thing you want to do. So Yeah, you oh, don't want to be found over out. there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey guys, your buddy Steve V here. And just to let you know that Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I can't tell you how at this time when, like my co-host Lincoln stated, it feels like Groundhog Day every day. Go to work, see the same apartment, Go to the gym, maybe. Come back. See the same apartment. That when it comes time for your time, and you know what I'm talking about, whether you're partnered up, booed up, or just like myself, doing date night with yourself, like we talk about on the show, it's so important to feel good about yourself and keep your spirit alive. And Manscaped has got you covered. I, myself, have looked in the mirror and said, 
clean up that bush. Well, things at Manscaped, like the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It's because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced. This trimmer is also waterproofed, so you can trim in the shower or jacuzzi if you're a savage. Manscaped Performance Package is the best buy of 2021. This perfect package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, Weed Whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag. I know because I used it when I went to Mexico. Loved it. This bundle also comes with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Love these products. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Again, 20% off, free shipping. Our code here is TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Lastly, on announcements, uh, Grinder is being held once again to the fire. There's a new study about looking at all the apps and how they may or may not share our information. And Grinder turns out to be the worst. No surprise to me. Not going to, they write on this study, not going to sugarcoat this. Grinder is a horrible dating app for user privacy and security. And it was launched in 09. Grindr is the largest dating app for gay, bi, queer, and trans men. And unfortunately, Grindr's very checkered past and present of protecting users' private personal information, including sensitive information like a person's HIV status, make, makes this dating hookup app one of the worst out there for privacy. And we all know, we reported in the past, that it's owned by a Chinese company now, a Chinese straight mm -hmm. company. And they also sell our information. Um, it's so bad they became a national security issue when they were sold to the Chinese back in 2016. The U.S. government stepped in and forced it to be sold to a new owner. As a location-based app that tracks users' movement and matches them based on proximity, Grindr knows a lot about its users. It has an absolutely terrible track record for protecting, securing, and being honest about how it shares users' data. On top of all this, they claim to require a strong password to access the app, yet this um, Mozilla were able to log in with 123456... What's the worst that could happen, they ask? Well, Grindr could share your location. Homophobes could search you out, find you, and murder you for being gay. This oh, has happened already in the real world. Grindr is bad, according to them. I'm, not, I'm kind of in agreement. And our rec re recommendation is to, to lead Grindr. And I just ask you, Jeremy, I, I know you've been a user of it. Do you still use it? And what are your thoughts based on this information that's come to your attention? I mean, it's not my favorite, but I still have it. Uh, I check it every once in a while. I don't really end up actually meeting with anyone from there. Uh, sometimes I'm just interested in uh, my favorites or people that I favorited in the past, uh, what they've been up to and stuff like that. So I tend to, uh, on occasion, use it like uh, Lincoln has prefaced. He used Scruff in the past to like stay in touch with certain people. And, uh, but overall, I definitely don't put any sort of, uh, important information on there. And 
I wouldn't trust it, like from the sounds of everything that you've just said. Yeah, and you can do things like we've reported, like turn your location services off at times. Yeah, so when not you're like not always, using the app. Yeah, which could help. And I know you're wise on hooking up with people and not... So there's that portion of it. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on this when our, when you find out about information like this? And for me, I guess I could call myself out and say it's easy for me to shout out we have this platform and we can certainly give our opinion and, and tell our listening audience about this and they can make up their mind i sort of agree with delete grinder on the other hand i've said before i don't use the app so much so it's a lot easy for me to kind of just not even have it on my phone because i don't really use the app so much i have scruff but i don't even go on there that much what were your thoughts and what do you think our responsibility is for keeping this active yeah i have i still have a grinder account i still have a scruff account like i told you i think last week i have a dude's nude account <laughs> which right. and those last two aren't being called out though by the way so just we should make that known right and and i'm just very hesitant um I, I'm a little bit more worried about what I might have signed up for or what pictures I might have put on something a long time ago that's still tracking me or still still leaves me having some skin in the game if they get sold to someone else or something like that. Like I just I've always been really cautious anyway. I don't open up my location or my photos or any of that in those apps, but that hasn't always been the case. You know what right. I mean? So actually while you guys were destroying that, I'm like, wait, I should go look at my grinder settings and make sure that it's not <laughs> using your location. Tracking me when it's not being used. And I okay. just I just changed it from when in use to never while you were doing that. Cause I think we all need to scrub a little bit of our past, you know, in, in case there was a setting that got put in there that we're not even aware of anymore. Right. You know, and I, and again, I'm not meeting anyone anyway. So I'm not, I don't feel like I really am a part of that, but there could be some setting that I don't know about. Makes me, makes me a little nervous because, you know, stuff like that can catch up with you without you even knowing. And that's the last thing we want for ourselves or anyone that's listening to this show or that we know in our world. The thing that seems reprehensible is if you were HIV positive and you happen to put pause on your account to just let people know and you're being, you know, you just wanted, you were proud of it and, or, you know, taking responsibility for that or whatever that it may be. And then you found out that they were selling, which is quoted in this article, they're accused of sharing that um, gay men that are positive to other sources. That to me is kind of reprehensible. And why would they even do that? Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, I agree with you. Testing the other, and then I think if you're, you know, you're, you're probably both of you have stated you kind of use it to keep up with people, but a lot of people are using it to hook up. And it, we've talked a lot about safety precautions on the show in the past, and just goes to show you because people could get in there and pretend they're somebody else. I'm not sure that that's really grinders, but it could be hacked by other followers and mm -hmm. that's when it can get complicated and used against you by horrible people. So, yeah. yeah. 
it's it's a whole thing, but you know, it's good to know. And everybody out there, make your decisions on on how you want to go forward with Grinder. We'll keep you posted on updates on that. But interesting, they don't come out so much Grinder and ever really address a lot of these issues. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Just which mm-hmm. I find that says a whole, that says a lot too. And Next that goes, up, just, just so you know, that goes outside of Grinder too. I'm having an issue right now with the Facebook uh, thing with the bakery. And so there is no customer service. There is no accountability. You, you know, you have, I used to have a social media person that, that has like a thumb in the bakery's Facebook and I can't get them off. And I send emails and you get like this, we're working on it. COVID-19 we're understaffed trying to get to the bottom of stuff. And it's, you know, I think all the apps across the board that you don't pay for, you really don't know. And and it's really hard to get answers in those companies. So when you say Grindr doesn't, you know, have anything to say about this, it's not just Grindr, it's a lot of them. So just be careful. It's just when they're accused of such heinous crimes, they probably should. But I hear you on that. I totally understand that. Instagram as well. What is up? This is your buddy Steve V letting you know that this Wednesday and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are live with our show called Tags Live. Every Wednesday on the Get Vocal platform, Get Vocal is B-O-K-L. It's myself, Stevie, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. We have so much fun, and the best part is it's interactive. So you guys get to weigh in, ask us questions. We have hot topics going on every week where there's a lot of laughter going on. And we have a very special segment called vulnerable voices where we get a little bit deeper on there ultimately it's a whole lot of fun it's live and the best part it's interactive join us this wednesday at 9 p.m eastern time 6 p.m pacific time go to get vocal vokl.com 
forward slash channel forward slash tags live. We want to see you there. All right, let's get into a couple hot gay sex topics like we always do. And I really want to hear from you guys on these. On New Now Next, there's an article entitled, Dear Gay Men, Stop It With Your Monogamy Shaming, which I love by Bobby Box. And he wrote this a year ago. And how could I, a queer man, follow such a heteronormative relationship model? And he, I'll just read you a little bit. He says, I'm a queer sex writer in a monogamous relationship. Surprised, most people are. Recently, at a friend's book launch, a fellow sex writer inquired about my boyfriend. After telling him we were exclusive, I was met with an all-too-familiar grimace repulsion mixed with skepticism and pity the event was inside a sex club and i was surrounded by a mostly openly poly queer crew but upon overhearing our conversation another monogamous came to my defense saying she too was in a monogamous relationship and having good sex lots of it and the fact that she felt compelled he writes to defend me and did so by announcing the frequency and quality of sex she's having reflects how the queer community regards monogamy as trite and boring how could i a queer man he writes follow such a heteronormative relationship model and how could a sex writer limit his sexual experiences to one man these outside reactions make me uncomfortable and uncertain um, and then he writes just real quick, I'm a neurotic person and I always think I'm doing the wrong thing. So when I'm faced with judgment or resistance, my insecurities are amplified. I'm 100% in love with my partner whom I am monogamous with. But when you're told something so many times, you start to question yourself. And there's one more piece of David, 33, this is well worth noting before I get you guys in, has been in a long distance monogamous relationship for three years and has had similar experiences to our writer. Quote, it's funny, people tend to assume we're open for no other reason than, quote, everyone is. And when I correct them, I get an almost defensive vibe back like, oh, well, that will change, he tells uh, um, tells him. I feel like people think that those in a monogamous relationship feel some sort of superiority to those who aren't, so that's why they get defensive. But that's not always the case. It goes on and on. Which it's a really interesting piece, and definitely from this guy's perspective of being in a relationship, a monogamous relationship. And I don't know, Jeremy, when you've been in a relationship, did you feel, did you relate to this guy that you wanted to be in a monogamous relationship or did you always think oh at some point we're gonna probably open this up i kind of uh did always want to be in a monogamous relationship but i also had my doubts of just wanting to venture out and also my partner wanting to so i mean my opinion on the whole topic is it it takes two to tango and i think communication is key and whatever you come to as an agreement as a couple is really your business and your personal choice and so I mean I, I say whatever works for you and less of uh, I would be doing it less because of someone else's opinion and really just because of what my relationship is with that person specifically yeah it's interesting just to stay on you real quick Jeremy it's there's another couple that talks about how 
when they considered opening up, there's always that feeling that they're going to, jealousy is going to ensue and they're going to become, their closeness might be weakened. Did you ever think about that when you were exploring with this person that you were with? No, not really. I mean, I, I didn't really think so much into it. And I, I think it's something that you can't uh, close off. And I don't know if it's something that you can really plan for. I think you learn and grow as you do with any experiences that you go through. And also your relationship uh, gets better, gets worse, has ups, has downs. And I think all of that is factored into really ultimately where you hold your relationship and what boundaries and standards or just whatever uh, rules you've delegated to each other or decided upon and which you haven't. And you just answered my next question, which, and you don't plan on anything <laughs> ahead of time, which I totally get. And I like that. Um, all right, Lincoln, you obviously are in a relationship. And after hearing this story from Bobby Box's perspective on a lot of people monogamy shaming, first of all, I guess the, the obvious question, and then we'll ask a few more to you, is have... I think you guys are a monogamous, but are you? And have you experienced monogamy shaming? Um, we are. And it's been very natural for Peter and I. It's just been a natural thing of like, we can meet new people. We could even flirt a little bit with new people. But crossing a line is just something that neither one of us are really interested in doing. I, it's It's weird. With Peter and I, it's been a natural thing that the fallout, if one of us, like if Peter was making out with someone, it would just shock me, I think, more than anything. It wouldn't ruin us. It wouldn't just, it would just be surprising. And I think vice versa with him. Now, in my past, I have been in monogamous relationships and really wanting to open them up and really wanting to, to be out and and about as a couple and it never really worked out that that happened in other relationships we were open but there were bigger problems in the relationship and that's why it didn't work so not being monogamous didn't get in our way because we had other issues so i i think it's really a case-by-case basis and with peter and i we're monogamous and we don't really you know it Going all that way with with somebody else, I just feel that we're not naturally there. That could change, but there's no agenda to change it. Yeah, it's funny. I feel I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone the other day, and he was sharing with me in both of his relationships he's had, two long-term relationships, mind you, that in both situations, they both got tired of sex at a certain year in the relationship and either they stopped having sex altogether or they opened it up in another one of his relationships and he's sort of on a different path anyway right now with more just spirituality and not even thinking about a relationship so he's found his own path currently but it was interesting to hear him say that you know he does think that at times 
relationships can just sex just stops and in further reading i'll just read you one last thing uh two other guys josh and matt in this article that bobby box wrote in new now next says josh and matt have been in a monogamous relationship for nine years and the two met when they were 18 and have only dated each other wow Uh, they admit there's been temptation to stray Both feel that acting on those feelings would change the love they had for each other, and neither are willing to sacrifice that. Quote, we both agree that we like some things kept between us and keep that sacred, Josh says. Folks that I know who have opened their relationships start to lose that. It inevitably winds up being the downfall of their relationship. Matt is my number one, and I happily conduct my life and relationship where that will always be the case. We have been through so much together to risk all of that to go away. And wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I really understand that. I I, I get that because it's not worth it. Like, sure, there's someone really hot working out at the gym and wow, he's sexy and ooh, I'm getting a heart on. But I have an agreement in my mind with the person I'm connected with and that it's kind of nothing can touch that. Right. And You know what I mean? I, like, it's not worth it. Yeah, and there's, based on this article, Dear Gay Men, Stop It With Your Monogamy Shaming, there's a few other examples in the article. I could post this on tagspodcast.com for you to read the whole piece. It's definitely one perspective, but a lot of the guys interviewed and featured in here are some are older uh, couples that have been together, and they're just each other's rock and hard place and have never even thought about opening it up but the article definitely there's a few of those couples interviewed that say but listen we fully get it and i think we shouldn't be even shaming those that want to open it up too like "Mm -hmm, you're open too there should probably just as you've said many times on the show lincoln stop with the shaming in general yeah whether it's monogamy or open relationships uh, you know (laughs) either way I think it's, just live your life. You have mean, to figure it, it out. If and... it works for you, live it. My only, I did have one question about this. Did you say at the beginning of this article that the conversation started at a sex club? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a book launch. So I do find that kind of interesting that if you're at a sex club arguing about monogamy. Well, so wait, recently <laughs> at a, fr- so it was a friend's book launch a fellow sex writer inquired about my boyfriend after telling. So they were at a book launch that was being held at a sex club. So interesting point though. Like, is that interesting? Know. Like, Oh, okay. Well, this is the place to have that conversation. I mean, that's great. I mean, <laughs> I would love, it wasn't I, like a full sex club in effect. It was like probably early in the evening to launch this book, whatever the book was. Right. And I will say like, if, the pandemic had not happened. Peter and I were planning on going to Berlin and going to snacks and lavatory and seeing multitudes of people have sex with each other. That doesn't necessarily mean that Peter and I were going to partake in any of it. We could put on a show and have people watch us and walk out the door and stay monogamous. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm yeah. not judging it. It just felt like an odd place to have 
a lengthy conversation about it, but you know, I mean, I kind of love it though in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't not love it. I just thought it was interesting. It is good point. All right, we have time for one more hot gay sex topic. Um, we'll we'll keep the next one for the after show or moving on because that's how we do it. And this one came from a conversation I had the other day with a friend of mine as um, we were working out. And the question that I posed as I wrote in my notes here is what if you're not getting what, what if you're not getting it when you want it? Obviously we're talking about sex here. And essentially a friend of mine was telling me that he's around my age. I've talked about my age already, so I'm not going to re- keep repeating it. And, and what if you, and he's dating a very, a 26 year old right now. So quite younger than he is Mm -hmm. and my friend who's closer to my age they're in a relationship and they he wants to have sex more than his 26 year old they're for all intents and purposes the young ones sent him flowers and they're considered a relationship and it doesn't show signs of the young one wanting to bow out by any means But my friend was like, he doesn't seem to want to have it as much as I do. And my friend, as he's told me, I guess has a heavy, high sex drive. What do you do, Jeremy, when you want to have it more or less than your partner? And by the way, my question to him was, well, what time of day do you like to have it? Because that's a big deal. Do you have times a day that you like to have sex over other parts of the day? I mean, I definitely like it a lot more in the morning than any other time of day, but I am really a morning person. Here's the problem. A lot of people, not a lot, but people that I've been with before, if they know that, then they are prepared and ready in the morning. And as you being a top and then being a bottom. Right. So I think that that factors in like that is a really huge uh, deal breaker is really what position are they going to be? It also plays into the fact of, like you said, what time of day is he looking for it? And when is he the most horny? So like, for example, I think for him specifically, he may need to communicate this to his partner as well as also satisfying maybe masturbating twice and then having sex once or getting some toys or finding something that uh, is some sort of outlet that is rather than sleeping with someone else, just satisfying his craving for it when his partner can't. But I also believe that it could become a bigger issue if he doesn't say anything and, and then just goes about maybe venturing out or finding a different outlet. Quick thought on yours, uh, a little tip that could work for you as one of our former sponsors that we love on the show, Pure for Men, the mm-hmm. supplement that you take for, it's essentially fibrous based vitamins that you take that help, as Dr. Goldstein says, bulk mm-hmm. up your poop. So I didn't make that up. Dr. Goldstein said that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but his recommendation, so I'm quoting it, an actual proctologist and ask doctor and his on the recommendation on when people can take pure is to take it before you go to bed drink lots of water so that's the only caveat that i was flagging is that you may get up you need to drink enough water when you take 
pure because it's fibrous based and it's going to mm-hmm. expand. But so you may find yourself, may or may not, getting up at night having to pee. However, the idea being that eight hours, if you're getting eight hours of sleep, just let's use that as an example, that your body has time to um, metabolize all of the things that have gone in your system all day. So when you get up, you, if I was the bottom in your relationship with you, Jeremy, I would just sneak out of bed while you're (laughs) snoring a little bit earlier than you did take care of it because that's when you'll eliminate everything right and you should be good to go right after that and then slip into bed after <laughs> i've done my hair and brushed my teeth of course because that yeah. would be totally me and as you roll over i'm refreshed and ass in the air ready to go mm-hmm. so <laughs> and I've had, guys, I've had guys that were definitely turned on by that and ready and then i've had some that were the complete opposite and just weren't feeling it then it also matters you have to like be a morning person or at least be into that in the morning where i've been with guys that are like they want to sleep until 11 and that is like my lunchtime on any given day so but as you told on our on our tv pilot you did have lunchtime sex once and it was like the most cum you yes. the buckets of cum <laughs> guys so you are sex. able to so for his, it might be his morning which the argument would be he would be like uh i'm just waking up it's the morning and you're like no bitch it's lunchtime <laughs> and he could recite after watching our tv pilot that you had buckets of cum one time so you can right. do it at your lunch my breakfast right bum, bum, bum. <laughs> meet in the yeah. middle of the day but I do think, Lincoln, and you can probably attest to this, and I'm however much you want to divulge, that you there is a little bit of communication, a lot of communication, let's just be honest, that you might find yourself, you know, okay, I might not be able to do this then, but I can certainly do this. And maybe not everything's all about fucking. It could be other types of sex. What oh. can you share on after hearing this story and, and time of day and all that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, right now, first of all, I think everyone should give themselves a lot of slack in this day and age because every day is like Groundhog Day. Yes. We're going to work. We're maybe going to the gym if we feel safe, depending on the hour at the gym. We're coming home and we are on a loop. So, you know, to turn and go, we're going to have sex now. Do you want to have sex now? I just want to go home and sleep. I just, I have to get up tomorrow and do the same thing. So, I think that right now we're all in particular circumstances that alters our desire for me, my desire. Cause sometimes I'm just trying to get through the week because everything's mm-hmm. seeming the same and sex isn't always fucking. Sometimes it's just making out. Sometimes it's saying, no, let's not come and save it for a day. And no, you know, you can't come right now. You have to wait until Friday and having that, that excitement build up for later in the week. So I think it just depends on where your head is at. You know what I mean? That's the one thing about being single is that when you're single, you can have sex whenever you want, the way you want it in any way, shape or form. Cause you're not considering something not now, else. but I know it's not now Groundhog <laughs> Day. In general, you know, like you don't have that other person to, to consider. And, you know, I personally find it beautiful to, to wait a, a day or two or, to have it be as spontaneous as possible. But it isn't always about fucking and it isn't always about coming. It's about being sexy throughout the day and throughout your life. 
And yes, and to your point, also one thing that you can do as we've had one of my favorite guests on the show, Finn Deerhart. He's been he's a sex and intimacy coach. Look for some of those episodes too, based on this topic. Scheduling it, maybe not scheduling it up, but planning an intimate night. And we've talked about date night with yourself on this show. So you can do this by yourself. But I think you've even mentioned it where Lincoln in a different capacity where you maybe you smoked a blunt or it was about music and the wonderful lights that you have in your apartment that are I don't know what are those lights called? Hue lighting. Yes, those. <laughs> and you do things of those nature where you expand the process so it's not just sex because sometimes the act and the perf- it becomes a performance like we, what time do we go on what right. time is my ass in the air and i'm <laughs> and i'm lubed out and ready to go and i'm on stage it becomes the i'm using air quotes the act of and ah uh, and that's a whole like ah uh, for a lot of us and stress and to your point groundhog day we don't want to be causing stress for our partners or our hookup people or any of this stuff it should it wasn't sex supposed to be fun. Isn't that why we started the show? Yeah. It, yeah. So when it's, but planning sort of an intimate night that sort of elongates the experience that may or may not end up in intercourse, but just making out as you suggest, or intimacy and touch and all the things that Tantra that really get our juices flowing can be kind of cool and maybe having that conversation i think could be kind of cool to just explore each other and really explore each other and all of those things take that time so it doesn't feel like every day's a groundhog day even if you're still in your experience put on maybe you don't have lincoln's hue lights <laughs> but you can <laughs> but you have you could go down and buy a dimmer and dim the lights or a candle put, light a candle <laughs> light a candle and put some music on and just take that time to explore it can be really i've done it to myself so I'm, I'm a testament to show that date night with yourself works so i couldn't imagine i think if i was in a relationship and it was feeling a lot like pressure or Groundhog Day, I would probably say, you know what, let's just take, I don't know, Saturday at, you know, 11 p.m. or I don't, or maybe random, you know, Tuesday at 8, mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, you know, and turn off the TVs to mix it up. Your Groundhog Day fit in really well. Like, I have... a That makes a lot of sense. And I think we all need to mix it up. And there are ways to mix it up that can be refreshing so anyways thanks for playing on that that's been a lot of fun i feel like we covered so much (laughs) from valentine's day all the way full circle to planning sex like valentine's day (laughs) exactly i love your new mattress on On the new mattress exactly so much fun you guys can we will have a poll that you can you don't have to ram it up your ass if you don't want to don't get scared (laughs) Uh, you can take our poll based on our topics this week. Uh, they will be out tomorrow. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about sex and we will report back on them. Also, join me live this Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time for Tags Live. It's a lot of fun. Lincoln's was on the show recently and we've got to get Jeremy on soon. So really? Fun. Definitely. A lot of fun. Follow Jeremy at J. Ross Lopez on Instagram at J. Ross Lopez 
and follow Lincoln two ways at Mad M A D Lincoln, and also at his protein bakery at the Protein Bakery. Only Protein Bakery. You always love adding a the. It's no the. No the. Because I know, and I know, as it comes out of my mouth every it's single okay. time. It's okay. Don't worry, because it is at, called the Protein Bakery. I get it, but uh, our handle's just Protein Bakery. At Protein Bakery. Thank okay, you. I got it. Follow <laughs> us show at tags podcast on all from youtube to twitter to facebook to instagram at tags podcast and in the meantime wear your mask wash your hands but keep it sexy and we'll talk to you soon Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.